Alright, welcome everybody to another edition of 30 and 60 and Over 30 Clan Podcast. I'm your host, Black Death, and with me today we have our usuals, Nuclear Coog, Raven Mosk, and Converge Crow. Say hello, everybody. Hello, hello. everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> today is October 27th, and, well, I was going to say this is 30 and 60, but I've already done that. <laughs> you can reach us at over30clan.com or on Twitter at over30clanusa. And we're also on the Facebooks, but that link is too long to describe, so just go to our website and you'll see it. <laughs> show uh what do we got for you today of course we're gonna go through uh the state of the clan we're gonna talk about some happenings events and stuff the holiday giveaway uh the october or the holiday sweepstakes the the october giveaway uh we got some video game news uh big upcoming video game releases uh then we'll talk about steals and deals and then general video game topics and if we have time uh q and a from uh there were some questions that I don't think we got to last time so the state of the clan in the month of October we had thirty eight new people register. But 27 applied, so that's, that's a pretty good turnout. That number has uh, gotten closer to one to one. Uh, 11 of those folks were PlayStation, 13 were Xbox, and three were PC, and nobody was denied in October. <laughs> that seems a good month. Yep, um, I do not have uh, clan coffer totals, but I guess I could get them really quick. But we. Um, did not pay any bills, and I had to re-establish a checking account for the clan. Uh, the one that I got originally, I had set up uh, just mostly to validate the PayPal account so that it could never get locked out. And what happened was I wasn't using it, and I only had $5 in there, and it got closed. <laughs> and that was five dollars out of my pocket. Um, Dang it! So I had to go back in and uh, get it reopened. And so now what I did is moved most of the PayPal money into the bank account. And then I'll just do that once a month, if anything, just move a dollar or whatever if I have to. Clackety 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 clackety. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, of all the things I prepared for, this wasn't one of them. I, I was gonna. <laughs> blow it off, but then I thought, uh, I want to make sure I keep up on it. Maintain that level of transparency. That's right. Okay. So, in the PayPal account, we have $422.94. 
And I believe there's an even four or five hundred in the bank account. Awesome. Rolling in them Benjamins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing uh, very well. Oh, boy. Holy cow. Okay, we got uh, more money than I thought. Okay, so f the 422.94 in the PayPal and 654.54 in wow. the bank account. Oh. Yep, and we will have a bill in April to renew web hosting, so that'll be 300 bucks, and uh, probably renew licensing for the forum software. That's 30-ish dollars, so that'll be coming up soon. So yeah, we're doing really well uh, managing that stuff well. Um, they likely will not. I'm thinking that there won't be a giveaway for November or December because uh, we're going to try and push the sweepstakes. Um, but uh, let me get my other document up here, and we will go ahead and pick the winner uh, for October's giveaway. That was uh, either for Xbox folks. It was either a copy of Call of Duty World War II, if they chose, or a $60 Microsoft gift card. I have, uh, what's that, Crow? I said, let's see who it is, then. I'm going to dig through all my documents. I had it all open, but since I had to reboot, I had to close them all. Here we go, October giveaways. We had 23 people enter. Let me copy their names. Whoops, 24 people. The, the last guy... So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick two people because um, the last guy who entered <clears throat> is, is has been around a long time, but um, he doesn't post very often. And I noticed he was his uh, profile said he was PlayStation, and I know Denoma made the mistake in not realizing it was an Xbox only giveaway, and so then he asked for his name to withdraw. So. Um, what I'm going to do is pick the first winner, and if it happens to be that guy, then I will pick a second winner in case he made a mistake and didn't realize it was an Xbox thing. Okay, name a picker ninja. Who will win? Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> D Genesis. Congratulations, D Genesis. Yay! I would like to thank everyone for uh, participating and uh, also helping donate to make these giveaways possible. Um, so let me go ahead and mark that in my thing here so I don't forget. Or I should take a screenshot, and that's what I should do. All right, that is taken care of. So, to um, if you recall, uh, last podcast... I threw out the idea that I had for a holiday fundraising raffle, and so I did did my homework and all that jazz, and it, uh, it technically it's a sweepstakes because um, the legality with raffles, you, know, you have to be registered for and technically with every state that you have an entry from. So that was pretty much impossible, especially for our folks that don't live in the United States. So it's technically a sweepstakes. Uh, that uh, thread is in the forum under the announcements. And just to reiterate, uh, it's a holiday sweepstakes. The, there's six tiers of prizes, which are all listed there uh, in the thread. Uh, and it starts off with a 50-50. If we raise up to 
$600, I think it was. Yeah, $599. It will unlock a second prize. And then if we get to $800, it will unlock a third prize. Um, also, with the, it unlocks additional winners as well. So uh, uh, Tier 1 is one winner. Tier 2 is two winners. Tier 3 is three winners, so on and so forth. And the prizes keep getting bigger and bigger. They start with PlayStation Pro, Xbox One X, um, a custom-built PC, uh, and then either oh, a, a higher budget for the PC, for the Tier 6, uh, up to six winners, or basically customization. You can We can get it hydro-dipped or custom airbrushed or something like that. So it's we're off to a little bit of a slow start, and um, you can go to go.rallyup.com slash over30clan, O-V-E-R-3-0, C-L-A-N, and all the details are there, or you could check our announcement section under over30clan.com. I've been posting in our Discord and on Twitter, and now I have some presence on Facebook. Uh, so we'll see what happens. You know, in hindsight, I was talking about it with, with my wife earlier today, and she said, you know, you should have really waited till tax season. And I'm like, thanks a lot. That's something that <laughs> I could have done known yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure if um, it will allow me to extend the fundraiser. So, I guess we have the option of just keeping it the way it is, and I'm fine with that. And if it, it doesn't get past tier one, that's fine. You know, someone will still win. You know, it's up to $150 right now, so that's a $75 gift card. Or uh, I, I could take some feedback from people who are listening in on, in the community on the website. Um, so my intent was to pick the winners the second week of December so that they'd have the prizes for Christmas. But now, thinking in hindsight, well, most people are saving their money for Christmas. So um, would you want to just go ahead and continue the schedule we have, regardless of what tier we hit, or do you think it'd be a better idea to extend it into, say, the end of February or March time frame when people have tax return money. I don't know. Oh, that's hard. Because I'm like an instant gratification type person. I'm like, Christmas! Must have Christmas! I'm kind of cool with just leaving it the way it is. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But then we'll be more prepared for next time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds fair enough. But, I mean, like you said, you can get feedback from people and... If there's an overwhelming amount of people, we can talk about it. And go from there. Yep, we will see what happens. Sorry, I was sneezing, and then it was like, I was talking, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Just mute the bodily functions. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh my god, I wish I could say that that's not a, uh, a hourly occurrence, but... Uh... Okay, so this has been a big week um, in video game news. So um, this week, <clears throat> we've had several really good titles, in my opinion, all come out in the same week. So you've had uh, Destiny 2 for PC. The, su- the new Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch was just released this week. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, was released. And Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Origins. Yeah! So, yep, it is, I was telling Nuke (laughs) the other day, you know, the bigger we get, the more difficult it is to play with everyone, especially since we have a diverse community and, you know, 
folks play all sorts of different things. And so it, it's gotten to the point where now I have to schedule <laughs> play times. <laughs> be like, okay, uh, I could play a little bit on PlayStation from this time frame to this time frame, and then it, from this time frame to this time frame, I'll go to PC, and then. Now I, uh, Raven and I have been playing Minecraft together. We played one day. I haven't got back on there yet, but <laughs> it was so fun, though. Yes, it was the creepy little. I haven't played the game in years, and so there's so much new stuff. Those creepy witches that laugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was creepy. Uh, so some big uh, upcoming releases that are. Just around the corner would be uh, COD World War Two, and then Star Wars Battlefront Two. Ooh. Who? Uh, I don't know. Who, pre- <laughs> who, who pre-ordered any of those? Sadly, I pre-ordered COD, and I'm regretting it already. <laughs> um, I pre-ordered Battlefront Two because I am wickedly obsessed with Star Wars, and the beta was actually a lot of fun. It was definitely better than the first. Um, Battlefront experience that I had because the first one was just a big disappointment. But I think since this one has a single player component, I think it's going to be more of a draw for people who want multiplayer and solo. They want the story plus the interaction. So I'm really excited for it. So, so your prediction is um, fewer wet fart noises than last time. Yes, I would say fewer <laughs> to moderate fart noises, <laughs> but. We'll see. We should develop a new scale of rating video games from <laughs> from like Air Biscuit to like <laughs> what, what, what could be the like Cauldron <laughs> Golden Herds. No, no, it should go from like Air Biscuit or like um, like uh, Minibus Horn to to like uh, sharding your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to leave you guys in charge of that scale. So. <laughs> I rate this game a blow it out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nuke, uh, you played the first Battlefront on PC, right? Mm-hmm. Any intentions of playing the second one? Um, no. <laughs> not any not anytime soon. I mean, I didn't I didn't buy the first one. I did the beta in the first one and it it looked really cool and I did a few minutes of the beta in this one, and it looked really cool, but at the end of the day, it's still the makers of Battlefront, so <laughs> um, I'll, probably, I'll probably at some point get it at a big discount, just because of the single-player deal. So this, some steals and deals for the PlayStation side. I, I did not have a chance for, to get PC news, but... Uh, I mean, we post a lot of that on Steals and Deals on Discord. You can get Resident Evil 7 for $30 in the PlayStation Store, and Killing Floor 2 is $16, and Dying Light, the following, is $21. And then the big takeaway that I saw on the Xbox side right now is GTA, uh, GTA 5 is half off. Nice. The November Games with Gold, it is said to be Trackmania Turbo. <laughs> Which I'm not 100% sure. That's obviously a racing game, but I've never heard of it. 
and then in the middle of the month, they're going to release Tales from the Border- Borderlands. Very and, nice. And there was no official release for the PlayStation Plus games for November, but there was some rumors and just pr- mo- mostly guesses and predictions, and, and uh, some guesses were uh, Far Cry, Evil Within, the first Battlefront, which really makes sense to me for them to do, try and get a little hype before the, the new one releases, Killzone probably, Shadow of Mordor, I don't know if they would give that for free, but you never know. It was really cheap on PC these last couple weeks. Heard out of war, though. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. The list should officially go out for PlayStation Plus, your games with PlayStation Plus, uh, November next Wednesday, November 1st. So we'll find out next week. So on to our um, heavier discussions, general video game topics. Probably the big one out recently, microtransactions. Oh, God. That is a word that has been way overused recently, and it seems to have really gone out of hand. (laughs) I don't think you can play a game these days without loot boxes or some bullshit like that in it. It just seems Uh, that's the way everything's going. Yeah. Be different if it was free to play, but. Hey, that's what these people want to do, and sadly, there are millions of sheeple willing to just fall in line and pull their Oliver Twist and say, thank you, sir, may I have another? (laughs) I think it would be interesting to see how much more on top of the game, you know, the the 60 bucks or whatever, the initial release, like if you get it brand new, and then how much people actually end up spending in total with microtransactions because i think it's so easy to say oh well it's only i don't really know five five bucks yeah it's like five bucks and then that five bucks adds up to you know five other times of five bucks uh you know and and then it just adds up it's like a snowball you know and that's how they get you oh yeah we won't mention names we know somebody in 2k17 that spent some money (laughs) (laughs) my career uh my team so you know obviously the the staple price for video games since i I can't probably since the early 2000s has been you know 59.99 right and there's this stigma that they can't change that for some reason because they think um people won't buy the game but then to counter that obviously you know, with inflation and it, it costs, if they were to just keep that base price, they wouldn't make as much money. So instead, uh, you know, they go this route with microtransactions or they skimp on the game content itself and then slice it up in the chunks to sell it, you know, additionally for extra money. So uh, the real question to the consumer would be, if, well, obviously, most people are fine with it because they're they're doing it, and these companies are getting away with that model over and over again. But um, would you rather just see a higher upfront price instead of being nickel, nickel and dime to death? I think um, uh, Jim Sterling made a good point about this a few days ago. You know, let's let's not say that that the price has really remained constant because. That in itself is misleading. Yes, the initial initial purchase has remained constant, but your games keep getting broken up into DLCs. Right. Well, it's so what? Take... What 
used to used to be a sixty dollar game, you got the entire game. Now you get three quarters of the game, and then you get a bunch of DLC on top of it to make it a complete game. So you know, by the end of it, you're spending a hundred dollars for the game. Yeah, I'm really thinking the average price is close to a hundred dollars. Really, now I mean. And it, it, Call of Duty Season Pass, Battlefield Premium, you know, once you buy the game and those things, you're into the $100 range easy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for Battlefield, I would say, yeah, all day long, that game's worth $100, considering, you know, like the, the content with Battlefield 4, it, uh, <laughs> that game is well worth $100 if you've been, you know, playing it for the last three, four years. How do I get a buck? What's that? For it all. Your mic's cutting in and out. Right. Now you're underwater. <laughs> Raven is drowning you in the bathtub. No, in the toilet. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Brutality. Try again. Okay. Maybe now? Yes. Much better. Okay. Much better. Uh, I would say, oh, I don't, as much as I would like to pay the 90 up front to get all the DLC and everything, my, my thing comes down to, what if I hate the game? Yeah, that's a good, very valid point. <laughs> you know, like, I, if I hate the game so much, why the crap did I get so much crap with it, you know? So that's that's one thing. I usually wait till I'm done with the main game to get the DLC. Well, that's a good discussion. Is, so back in, you know, the late 90s, you used to be able to buy even PC games and return them. And it seems in this day and age... Return policies are very few and far between, especially yeah. as we found out recently, myself included, uh, with digital purchases. With that convenience, certainly comes uh, at a hidden price, and that is the Sony Corporation unwilling to provide a feedback, regardless. And I'm talking about uh, like the Call of Duty World War Two. I pre-ordered the game. In August, played the beta, didn't like it, wanted to return my pre-order, and they absolutely refused. They would not give me my money back, even though it was two months prior to the launch of the game. Oh, nope. However, nope. Yep. And so, I mean, and they were pretty fuck you about it. (laughs) They just did not care one bit. Ironically, so something similar happened with uh, Forza 7. So, um, for years... Forza, well, for the last three or four years, Forza 7 included what they called VIP. And when you had a VIP membership, it was like a flat rate, usually $29. Uh, and that guy gave you certain perks. Like gave you, it's sort of like how Games for Gold is. It, ge- it gave you free cars like once a month. And they were, and only VIP mm-hmm. could, could get those cars. And it gave you um, two times credit for every race that you did whether in the career or online. And so with Forza 7, that's a game like Battlefield that I could play for years. You know, I love racing, I love cars. So I bought the, it pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition right out of the gate. You know, 100 bucks. To me, it was worth it all day long because I'm going to play the game for years and I'm going to have the two times CR. And, uh, you know, I, I had all these high expectations. Well, two or three weeks prior to the launch of the game, they changed the description in the Microsoft Store to elaborate for VIP to say that the CR bonus is through a mods, quote-unquote, and 25 uses only. 
What? So you go from lifetime two times CR to 25 times and that's it. And so this, I think the story originally broke on Reddit and it spread like a napalm wire, wildfire. And, it, and I, it, I mean, it pissed me off and it pissed a lot of people off. And that was one, the free cars is one perk to have in it, but the other perk is definitely the two times CR. If I, you play casually, it comes in real handy, so you don't have to grind to buy the cars and the mo- and the vehicle mods that you want. You know, I contacted Microsoft and I said, I want a refund. And, and I had screenshots, thankfully, from a Reddit of the Microsoft Store description before and after they changed it. So I told them, I said, this is bait and switch. If as far as I'm concerned, it did not say that CR was limited at all when I bought the pre-order. And then after the fact, you switched it to say it's limited. I said, so that's not the same value as when I originally purchased it. And right. they and I, they did the whole, let me talk to my supervisor thing. But it was surprisingly very quick. And they said, okay, we'll refund your money this one time, you know, and then, so it's sort of bittersweet. I was happy that it didn't really take, you know, 20 minutes of arguing to get it done. But then the, the dude had the nerve after the fact to say, Please be more careful next time. What? And so I would have been like, "Excuse me." It, oh, trust me. I you. Trust me, I did, and I said, "Pardon me." And I go, "I don't have to be more careful here." As a consumer, I said, "As far as I'm concerned, as the consumer, I was beyond careful because I'm the one that caught it." And I'm like, "You need to be more careful to <laughs> just to stick to what you're selling and not change the value after the fact." And by the way, they, they did ask me for the screenshots. They thought I was bluffing, and they and they, and they sent me a you know like a ticket with a link and said, well, "Well, let's see the screenshots." And I'll be like, "My fucking guest, bro. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go." <laughs> and so they refunded my money. And then about a week later, and so I mean, this shit was blowing up on Twitter. Um, people were tweeting all sorts of nasty shit to Turn Ten Studios and to Major Nelson and Xbox, and the CEO of turn 10 came out with an announcement and said we apologize although let me back up first so in the first few days of the wildfire microsoft apologized and said oh sorry it's sort of threw turn 10 under the bus a little bit and said oh you know sorry we we fixed the confusion in the description and that was them changing the description on the store and making it sound like it was a fix <laughs> and so that just raised pitchforks God. and torches more and then turn 10 uh, ceo released a statement and said we're going to change it so they said we will change it back to the way it was you know we're really sorry which blew my mind that that, that they said they were going to do that and right and so they said we're going to give you a million dollars credit in the game, we're going to give you three or four extra cars, and we're going to t- take VIP back to the way it was before. And so I'm like, great. You know, I sang praises to turn 10, but I did not make the same mistake twice. I did not. So I went to go repurchase the game, and lo and behold, in the description, it did not reflect those changes that they said were going to be there. So I didn't buy the game. This is where I think we're going on three weeks now since the release of Forza 7, and it's still not out there. I think it's it was slated 
um, on PC first with a patch to to reflect those changes, but it's still not fully implemented. And so I absolutely refuse to buy the game until it says right there in writing when it, you know what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. That's so ridiculous. It was it was bad, but you know, much to my surprise, they said they were gonna fix it, and it's just a, a waiting game now. So. Um, kind of wondering what the holdup is. <laughs> Does it really take that long to make it back the way it was before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's at least the shining light is, you know, the the consumer's voice was heard, finally. Hopefully, people will raise hell when shit like that happens. Big shit. <laughs> I just that's mind-boggling because you said they've been doing this for years, and then they just what they just said they're gonna just fuck it up completely. Yep, it said um, I'd have to dig for the screenshot again, but basically, in a nutshell, it did not in any way, shape, or form in the original description dictate that the double CR was limited in any fashion. And obviously, if you bought the game before, you would just assume business is normal, right? You know. It, it's it's going to be the same, you know. Just like if you bought season pass for Call of Duty, you know, okay, there's going to be probably six maps after release and some zombies updates. Well, you know, imagine getting three maps and no zombies updates, and it never said anything. <laughs> so that's <laughs> you know that's what you were saying earlier about giving that money up front. I, I don't really think uh, we as consumers. Uh, should do that anymore because this apparently the gloves are off with what they can do and say and claim they're going to offer you you know uh, like <laughs> no man's sky <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and uh, so i think well, and even even look at look at the uh all the games that they'll, they'll show is is their preview and you know we know games are so much more expensive because watchdogs well, while technology is expensive, so is your fucking $50 million marketing budget that you fill with pure bullshit. But think about the downgrade. You know, yeah. you buy it, you buy it under the guise of what you see at E3 and what you see on um, on previews, and it turns out it's all fake. Yeah, I mean, that's what's the difference than, you know, seeing a car commercial and them saying, you know, you know, check out this car that can do such and such in the quarter mile and you know, go this fast and do the and have all these bells and whistles and features and then you buy the car and none of the shit's on there <laughs> it's just a uh a, a kia with a ferrari logo on it <laughs> <laughs> it comes in a box a thin box and you just have to put it together <laughs> no offense kia you guys you guys do what you do and you do it well just in case you're a future sponsor <laughs> yeah, fat <laughs> chance, but not the, but I do have some IKEA desks that the kids' PCs are on, and I have to say that it's it's good stuff. It's a hell of a lot stronger than all that particle board shit you buy, and it's a, a tenth the weight. Oh my gosh! So let's talk a little bit about the PC release of Destiny 2, Nuke. Oh boy. I've I've been having a blast. How many hours? I've had a, I've had a huh? <laughs> How many hours do you think you got? <laughs> I don't. It, does it does it have that in the in game? Yeah, I don't think it says in Battle.net anywhere. Well, let's put it this way: I've completed the campaign on three characters, and I'm over two forty on all of them. Oh my 
god, dude. Jesus crap, Christ. Man. You completed it three times? Huh? You completed the game three huh? times? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at I'm at um, whatever whatever the level system is. I'm at uh, I'm over 240 on all of them, all three of them. Good lord! And that's <laughs> that's without that's without swapping gear between characters. That's just getting grinding gear from the characters. That's got to kill you that you can't just create characters to become mules in this game. <laughs> I, if I could if I could make more, I would. <laughs> I really would. So so we were Wouldn't trying. Hesitate. Go ahead. I said I wouldn't hesitate. I've, I've just I've had a great time with it, and the campaign was extremely satisfying. I had a really good time with that. Well, as Raven and Crow know, as they popped in here during our scheduled time to start, I was trying to finish the game with Nuke before we started the podcast so that I could talk about it, and it just didn't happen. It took a lot longer than I anticipated with the, the cutscenes, <laughs> and then the only downside to the game that I've had is it's, it's been crashing a lot lately. Uh, the game will just hard lock and then it'll just completely close. And no error code, no nothing. And it's probably done that about half a dozen times now. So uh, I think I'm going to try doing a clean a video driver clean and reinstall to see if that happens to fix it. But um, as far as the game itself goes, aside from that, it's been really good. It's ex- exceeded my expectations that I had from the beta. It's, uh, the, the world events, uh, keep you busy, and there's a lot of, um, side adventures, is what they call them. Uh, there's just a lot to do so far. I felt like I was taking my time at first and then sort of speeding through at the end because I, I wanted to finish the story since Nuke has already finished it twice, now three times. <laughs> uh, don't, don't worry, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be starting a new one here pretty soon. <laughs> I'm gonna end up. I'm gonna end up. Uh, I'm gonna transfer all my gear. Once I get to a certain level, I'm gonna transfer it into the bank and then start a new. I'll have to ask Shush this, but um, one other thing that sort of is a pet peeve of mine in the game is there's a ton of running now. It's cool that everything is so big and the landscapes are extremely detailed and the visuals are just absolutely amazing. However, (laughs) I I honestly think that they've extended some of the runs in the game just so they can fill in the, the commentary that you know the people talking yeah. to you or or to hide load times or something but uh it's, that's a minor thing for me it's like oh my god it, it, there's like minutes sometimes of running and nothing happening other than you know somebody talking your ear off in the comms or whatever well i think i think the uh, what it is is whenever you get the uh, bright engrams you have a chance to unlock a sparrow which is your is your little speeder? Yeah, true, true. So th- there's two things there's two things to look at there. You can get lucky and get it, or you can wait until you finish the campaign. Whenever you finish the campaign, then you get a new one, or you get one for free. You'll go to the tower and they'll give you one. <clears throat> um, but if you're really impatient, then and you don't want to wait for your uh, your bright engrams to be able to get one then you buy one or you you spend money on getting the in-game real money uh currency and then buy engrams with that and hopefully you, you get one there so i think it's a sales technique it it's not sense. yeah it's not as nearly as greedy as some of the other games but uh 
it, it was money well spent, in my opinion. The game is uh, really amazing. And and the other thing, the the core, um, the foundation of the game, like being able to join a fire team or join on someone or have someone join you is awesome a plus it is so easy you know compared to games that we've had a lot of trouble with in the past like battlefield one and 2k mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a divine pleasure compared to those games <laughs> to, to play multiplayer it's so simple i love it the load times are pretty quick um i i, I mean i'd give it a I give it an A minus just because there's always room for an improvement, but uh, definitely money well spent in my opinion. It's, that game is worth fifty, sixty dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, I, it's it's hard to judge on uh, longevity, but as long as they keep tweaking and adding and and whatnot, I mean, they can make it as long as they want. I would say now I went on probably a handful, less than three or four side adventures. Um, and other than that, just stuck to the main quest line. And I would say it probably took 20-ish, 30 hours to complete the main story. And I, I was assuming that because we still have one or two missions left for my character right now. You were in the middle of the final mission. Okay. So, yeah. And, I mean, to me, that's fair. If you can get about a dollar an hour <laughs> of gameplay uh, for the price of the game, and that's just the main story. There are tons of uh, side missions, probably half a dozen per planet or more, and not to mention... When you saw, you saw what I posted events. in Discord today. It's like, okay, I completed the I completed the, uh, the mission. Now, uh... Now I'm lost because there's so much to do. (laughs) What what do I choose right now? I did have a little trouble with like one of the quests. So they did a good job steering you where to go for the quests. But then there was the second or third to the last one is actually inside of a ship. I won't give any spoilers away, but it's just inside of the ship. And... Nuke will attest to my frustration. He's like, just, just hit tab, just hit tab, and it'll show you the white dot where to go. And I'm like, dude, it's not fucking doing that. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm like, I cannot find this fucking banner to hit for, to start the fucking quest. <laughs> oh my god. And uh, yeah, I, f- I fucked with it last night for like 20 minutes, and then I think the game crashed again, and it's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, overall, uh, definite a goodbye. Uh, I would, uh, I will have to pressure Shush to to buy it on PC too. <laughs> and yeah, was... if you listen, Shush, I still got a million questions, and I'll hit you up with some. But you know. <laughs> yeah, Nuke Nuke found the 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 glimmer limit really quick because <laughs> he was going like ten levels without upgrading his uh, equipment, and he was just burning everything, dismantling it all, and he's like, I got 99,999 glimmer, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> like, what do I spend this crap on? And he's like, how come you're doing so much more damage than me? And I'm like, because I upgrade my shit every time. <laughs> you know, I was getting I was getting levels so quick and so easy, it's just like, man, I'm just going to throw on whatever I, whatever I get, and I'm not even right. going to worry about what I'm wearing until I get you know, 280 or so. It's like, it's, it's, you know, and, and luckily 
I, I learned from Elder Scrolls Online and from Division, it's you're just wasting time trying to do anything <laughs> before you get to, not even just to end game, but to deep in the end game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't waste uh, the good stuff. And especially, yeah, and especially with Destiny, you gotta have those high light levels if you're gonna play. And if you don't have it, don't don't even bother. Well, at the end, uh, my character twenty something. I don't remember where I left off, but I'm in the low two hundreds in light, and. Uh, so in, in the world events, you can do the normal world event, and then there are, there are triggers you can do to unlock, uh, what's it called, Nuke? The legendary? The heroic, heroic, heroic. Heroic. Which is harder, and it right. gives you a better right. you know, end result. And the non-heroic ones, it, I, I some of the harder ones, I was getting down to the wire by beating almost solo. It, it was like 30 seconds shy of being able to take out the last guy. Um, but then if it's Nuke and I, we can do it all day long. <laughs> the <laughs> heroic awesome, ones, man. yeah, the two of us and the heroic ones, so, um, I'm wondering if they're gonna tweak that. They did, they did early on with one, I don't know if I continued it really, because I didn't notice it as much, but heroics became harder and harder with time. Yeah, that's what I figured, <laughs> that they'd start off on training wheel mode and get harder as the 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 nuke-esque tryhards are bo- <laughs> bored relentlessly <laughs> so bored <laughs> give me a real challenge <laughs> you won't hear me you won't hear me say any any of that because you know it uh, the it's not brutally difficult it's not face roll easy it's 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 a good balance there's some there's some challenge when you need it and you know, a lot of times it's not that difficult. And then if you do find something difficult, then, you know, push yourself. Just add one Try player to, and it becomes easy. <laughs> tr- trigger heroic on your own. Right. So yeah, overall, very pleased with it. Would buy, would recommend. <laughs> yeah. Well worth it. It surprised, surprised me. I mean, I, I, I set the bar low and they, they killed it. In a and good it, way. And it's tough to impress Nuke. He's turned into such a nitpicky Nancy. <laughs> Go ahead, just say just a big giant bitch. That too. Just a big bitch. <laughs> Alright. So in uh, other video game news, um, I've been playing a lot of uh, PUBG. It's probably the, the number one played game on Steam now. I don't know if it's beat Dota yet, but I know it's getting close. Uh, I'm going to look right now. I know it was, uh, they had over 20 million players total, I thought they said. Oh, it is number one. It beat Dota. Holy cow, it destroyed Dota. So today, the peak Dota player was 665,000. The peak PUBG players, 2.3 million. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's destroying Dota. Holy crap, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's basically double the best Call of Duty's ever done. Like, in Black Ops 1, they would have close to a little over a million players on Xbox. They had double that today. So, uh, I've been playing that a bit. It was doing pretty well, and then 
the, my only my two complaints with that game are it desperately needs like mantling and climbing which is um coming next week to the test server they're gonna finally release that and then the other one is the fucking cheaters oh my god with two million players okay so wrap your minds around this so the active player base is over two million in this week alone they've banned about 50,000 people for cheating, and you still have that many players. Holy crap. In September, I believe it was, they banned close to 300,000 people for the month. (laughs) (laughs) And so... And I would say that it still needs a cleansing. So when, when you don't run into cheaters, the game is amazing. Even with the mantling problem, it's still extremely fun to play, especially in a group. It really gets your heart going. You know, it's very tactical. Um, but, oh my god, <laughs> some of our PC players will tell you that uh, they heard me rage for the first time the other day because I, I was getting so pissed off. It was like three games in a row of just total bullshit. So then I decided to do some research just to see what was out there um, for these hacks. And... Uh, allegedly they have one out there that's still undetectable that you can see where anybody's at in the game you can you can see where they're at and i can say that i've absolutely firsthand have been on the receiving end of that because um uh, there's a relatively newer player on the pc side Saiski. her and i were playing duos we were getting near the final bubble we were like in the third or fourth bubble and we found a good spot right on the edge of the circle on this hill in the weeds everywhere else around us is wide open and so we're just waiting for people to run in so we can take shots at them this fucking truck comes in just blazing and it just goes beelines it right to me from way outside the circle (laughs) right to me and it runs me over and i'm just like what is the fucking chance of that (laughs) and then the other night we had uh some shenanigans where um, this dude uh, hit me and one other guy headshots like bam bam and so we, and then you get knocked out at first in the game and then it gives you a chance to get revived if you don't get hit enough to die and so we're knocked out and then the third person Saiski was with us she was in a building like 100 meters away completely different direction than where we got shot from and then in the kill feed you see bam 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 i die the guy next to me dies and she dies all with headshots by the same person and i'm like no fucking way there's no way that you could kill three people that fast all with fucking headshots so if they can get a handle on the cheating i think that this game is going to explode on console because it will level that factor you know, it's much more difficult to be able to cheat on a console than a PC. I think you'll see, I'm going to call it right now, you'll see over 2 million players on Xbox. They'll, they'll probably double their player base. That's a pretty big uh, bet you got there. <laughs> we'll see. And it was also confirmed that um, PUBG will be stamped on physical disc for the release of Xbox One X. Wow. It's not going to be digital only. They're going to have a box disc and everything. That's crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, with that, it'll definitely take off. We'll see. Will you you do it for both, or will you just stay PC with it? I don't think I'll hop on the Xbox, but um, I think I'll continue to play it on PC, and then when it finally comes out for PlayStation, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll probably do it then. I don't know. I'd be interested to know. So the game on PC was $30, right? So I 
gonna bet what was arc nuke do you remember when it was it was less than fifty dollars right when it when it was first out when we What's started that, right? thirty arc? bucks yeah arc was thirty dollars oh, right Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going to guess that PUBG's going to do the same thing. That The pre-release, you know, that we've been playing forever was 30 bucks, but I bet any money the retail release is going to be full price, fifty nine ninety nine. especially since they have uh, all the hype running. And they'll probably get it. I mean, the game is... It's just, it's just a weird mix and genre that, I mean, you can play for hours and it's not the same every time. So that's its big. That's one big appeal, and also, it's a game where it's designed. You're designed not to win, hardly. You know, the best players in the world only win a third of the time. Good old playing fun, wanting to beat the shit out of people, kicking their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to start recording the gameplay because I, I had a couple really good moments in there. Uh, in Uzi, I ran up these stairs. Where I knew these guys were upstairs. And the, the one guy tried to come down the stairs and I knocked him out and then he crawled back up and as his teammate was reviving him I ran up the stairs and I did a 360 spray and pray and <laughs> killed them both <laughs> oh my god so, uh, was... you know he's sitting on the other end and going no fucking way stop this stop it are you fucking kidding me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's pulling a BD rage yep yep <laughs> Report, report, report for hacking. <laughs> this dude's hacking, I know he's hacking. Oh, I'm this guy. Yeah, it was crazy. I've had a bunch of good shotgun kills in that game. That's because the shotguns work like actual shotguns, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I, had, uh, I played last night, and I made it. I can't remember exactly what I was in, but I was probably top ten or very close. And uh, I had five kills that game. I was just murdering people and i've heard also you become a bush eventually yes you'd be a bush man if i if i watch jay's video <laughs> yeah you know surprisingly for a game that really benefits you to be a dick in the dirt it's <laughs> it's rare like it, there, there's a so uh, there's a lot of servers all over globally and i can say that there is definitely a huge culture change in the way people play based on regions because uh north american servers definitely the most aggressive like those players they very very rarely camp in that game it's very gung-ho very in your face like so there are certain spots in the game obviously that have better loot and so i mean if you try and drop in one of those spots that are right under the flight path uh, in the beginning you'll get like a dozen people or more there and so it's just you know, tooth and nail, you know, right in the very beginning, 10 people are not going to be in the game anymore. <laughs> Asian servers, completely different. Very passive. They they will not go to the most populated um, high loot areas. And um, generally sneakier. <laughs> and then uh, on the European servers, they like to run you over a lot, it seems. <laughs> That's been my it's been my experience at least. Uh, I've had way more um, luck on the Asian servers than the North American servers in terms of the player caliber. Well, it sounds like a good bloody old time. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a shit show, honestly. At times, it, well, it's a game. I mean, it's a game where you can be done in twenty seconds. 
or you could be done in 20 minutes. Gotcha. Oh, that's kind of fun then. Yeah. To go from beginning to end for a chicken dinner, it's about at least a 20-minute match. So it's uh, it's perfect. It's like the perfect ratio, really. You know, like a Battlefield game. You know, it's about 20 minutes. Right. Which, speaking of which, we have a Battlefield Clan event tomorrow, um, the 28th of October on Saturday. It's a Battlefield 1 event on PlayStation 4. So I hope to see you out there. Nuke, I won't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, Raven and Crow, and hopefully some FNGs. I uh, saw a couple people chime in, so we'll see about that. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good one. Looking forward to shooting some people in the face that are teammates. <laughs> so I figure we'll uh, round out with. Uh, I came up with one idea, and then we had some. Uh, Q&As, so, uh, since it's uh, getting close to Halloween. I was wondering if anybody wanted to share a Halloween, a funny Halloween story or childhood trauma that happened during Halloween. <laughs> I've never done much oh, funny Halloween. I, I, say I was never allowed to, so this is going to be y'all's area. Sad Panda for Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. very sad Panda. Yeah, well, he is a homeschooler, so I don't need to say anymore. One of them. <laughs> One of those creeps. Says the mountain woman, <laughs> whose nearest neighbor was a bear. At least I went to public school. God. You make me sound like I was a Mennonite or something. Well, for all I know, you probably were. Hey, we don't need a therapy session in the podcast. <laughs> Put that finger down, woman. So, so uh, Crow's big story was he never had a Halloween. <laughs> you never went trick never. or treating. Never. Mm-mm, never. Wasn't Not even permitted. as a creepy adult. To... <laughs> no, God, no. Because at that point, I was like, that'd just be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the candy. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Hey guys, got some popsicles in there. <laughs> yes, who? <laughs> Get your ass in here, paper boy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, uh, so how about you, Raven? You ever Um, well, I grew up with a bunch of sadistic brothers, um, and a dad, and lots of firefighters who thought I was their kids. So it was like, you know, like uncle whomever at the, the firehouse. So we do haunted houses every year. And from a very early age, I have been afraid of clowns. And not like the, oh, those are creepy, like the, if I see a clown, I'm going to kill somebody and then wet my pants and then go cry in a corner. And so my dad and brother, I think I'm yeah, right? <laughs> well, I could go into more detail, but I don't think I'm going to. Um, so I think I was maybe in middle school or high school and my dad and my two older brothers all in one of the rooms it was a like a clown room but they so like so, i went in there and so then, what is a clown room so it had like like clown pictures on the walls and like like a <clears throat> mannequin with a clown outfit on and a clown mask and so it was kind of like supposed to be like a happy kids room but there was like blood splatters on the wall and stuff so <laughs> So it was kind of creepy, but um, I walked in there and like I didn't walk in with anybody and the door closes behind me and I hear it go click and lock. There's two other doors. My dad (laughs) and my two brothers come out and they're like in clown 
masks, clown outfits, and they have like the the honkers, like the uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, like what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and they're like making these really creepy noises, and I absolutely lose my shit. I'm kicking the door. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Exactly. oh my god, that gives nightmares. <laughs> and so I start losing it. I'm I'm kicking the door, I'm pounding the door, I'm crying. Like I'm literally crying. And I'm like, let me out, let me out. And I can hear my mom laughing on the other side of the door because she just thinks this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I go into a corner and I'm just like balled up. I'm crying. My dad and my brother comes up and my dad's come up like, oh, okay, it's not funny anymore. I decked my dad. Like just <laughs> cold cocked him right in the jaw. Cause I, I didn't because he oh. reached down like try to pick me up like it's okay stop freaking out and it just scared me and he was like damn slugger and he walked away i was like teach you to fuck with me i need a new pair of pants now That's, and then, you know, when that got out, my brother decided to tell everybody, people would put clown stuff in my locker at school. My dad would put it around the house. It would, I grew up with a bunch of sadistic bastards, for sure. Love you guys, if you're listening. <laughs> they, they know you're kryptonite now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That and spiders. I will literally burn my house down if I have to kill a spider. That's my cousin, does it? Well, that's it. No more house. We're just going to have to burn this yep. thing right. down. <laughs> Pretty much. We're having to move because I saw a spider in the corner. Got the PlayStations out and the dogs. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jordan, have you ever had a, a, a Halloween prank or a scare or anything? Oh, okay. I, actually, yes, I have. Um, I had a really good friend of mine who, you, I mean, you guys joke with me being homeschooled. And it was, it was there was a, quite a few of us in the area that were. This kid, though, took homeschooling. His parents took it to a whole nother level. To the point where he was not allowed to watch Disney movies. The kid didn't see his first Disney movie until he was like 16. Oh, poor Watson. Yeah, hi, buddy, if you're listening. I'm going to tell the story. Watson. <laughs> yeah. That's La- yeah. last name. Oh, um, okay. I, I thought we are going Sherlock Holmes here. <laughs> no, no. Um, oh, my gosh. So, we were, oh, let's see, I was, I was, I was 19. Yeah, I was 19. And we had just this tiny little shitty apartment, and um, we were watching horror movies on Christmas or on Halloween. And so I told him, I said, "Hey, let's watch the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because the original is one of my favorites." I was like, "Dude, you've not seen it. This is this should be really good. I hadn't seen it yet. I was really excited." Oh, you cut out again. It was. Technical difficulties. Yep, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, just tell him to stop talking about the story. He's going to have to back up some until <laughs> he gets his shit fixed. Oh, uh, gosh. Okay. No. Static. Back. Better. Better. Yeah. You're going to have to get off the toilet and get back to the transmitter. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't say anything. Wasn't uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we were going to watch the movie, and our buddy Tyler was supposed to come over, and uh, he saw that we were watching what we were watching, so I texted it to him, 
and apparently he'd seen it through the window. So he got a great idea to go and disappear on us. So I figured he got caught up doing something that night. About halfway through the movie, in the middle of dead silence in the movie where you're not quite sure where Leatherface is at, this asshole fires up a chainsaw right outside <laughs> our window. <laughs> You want to talk about making me run faster than I have ever ran in my life. But the best part was, is I took off. Watson grabbed my ankle, yanked it out from underneath me, and took off out the back door. And we didn't see him for about 10, 15 minutes till he came back to the house and said, you guys are assholes. Because he thought I was in on it. And I was like... Well, no, but thanks for letting me know that you're going to trip me up to get yourself out of the situation. That was probably the only Halloween scare I've ever had. Because beyond that, I've not really had anything that I've qualified being scared of. (laughs) What was he doing creeping your windows to begin with? To get to the front door, you had to walk by our big bay window. And uh, he just happened to look in and saw it. And he's like, oh, that's when he got the idea. Peeper Watson. (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing in there little boys <laughs> not surprised at all how about you new uh, good pranks or scares no man I, I i'm not one who likes to be scared my <laughs> my initial reaction upon being scared is violence um so that never goes well <laughs> one time at a haunted house and a forearm shiver to a zombie's face was about all it took <laughs> wasn't a punch it was just defensive like, get the fuck out of here <laughs> so, so I, got a, I got a similar story so it, one I was probably 16 or 17 and my dad had a good friend that lived down the street that was also a, a trucker buddy and so he decided that he was going to try and play a, a prank on us one day near Halloween or on Devil's Night <clears throat> And so uh, I was uh, coming in from the garage, and there's a closet right out. She uh, opened one door, and then straight ahead would be the, the, the coat closet. And so he tried to scare me um, by jumping out of that closet when I opened the door. And just like Nuke said, my first instinct was just to pound him one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I just jabbed him really quick right in the chest, like right on the sternum, and just knocked the oh, wind right out of him. Yeah, that's brutal. Say it with your chest. Yeah. Body blow. <laughs> and uh, and so that was probably the um, <laughs> the most memorable time that someone had tried to scare me. And then uh, I think I mentioned once before in a previous podcast that the best time that I pranked someone else would be my wife when we were dating. We used to work together and <laughs> worked in a, uh, in a laboratory inside of a, a auto plant. And uh, people would come in in the back door all the time from the line to bring parts from from (laughs) from to get parts tested and so um what i did was (laughs) i would crack the door open and then i set a a fake bat on a string taped to the door sill on top of the door so when they opened the door the bat would swing right into their face (laughs) (laughs) and so so all day long i was getting people and then um so that morning before I did all that, I got there way before everyone else. As I was walking in, 
I saw that she was coming in um, to the main building door. So I hurried up and I, and I got in the lab and I shut all the lights off <laughs> and then I hid behind some equipment. <laughs> and then um, the way it was set up was the, the door switch um, kept like the, it's a two way switch. So if you kept the other one like half up, then the other one won't work. Right. And so I, I did that so that she couldn't turn the lights on when she first came in the door. And so she had to walk through when it was dark. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm hiding behind like this big test oven. And then she's walking, like, <laughs> she walks in, you know, flips the light a couple times. And I could immediately tell that <laughs> she knew something was up. <laughs> she's like slowly creeping through the, the lab. And then she gets to that equipment where I was hiding. And, and I just, you know, jump out and scare her. And she yelled for her mama. <laughs> she just yelled, Mama! <laughs> and, and so it's funny because, or she said, Mama. She said, Mama is what she said. And so that's what I call my mother in law. Mama is, it's an inside joke. <laughs> trying to think of anything funny with my kids i i can't scare my kids because they'll break into tears if i scare them (laughs) so we don't play that game around the house really (laughs) but my my dad would have been that way would have saved me lots of years of therapy yeah my youngest does like to try to get you but he doesn't like to get got he he got uh my wife pretty good once because he he'll you know walk through the hallway and then hide on the edge of the door doorway and so as soon as you come through the doorway he'll get you and uh so he scared her a couple times really good and then there was one time he did startle me but then i i yelled (laughs) and then of course he goes into tears (laughs) and it wasn't like i was yelling at him it was just like uh you know ah and (laughs) but my reaction just (laughs) like well whose fault is this (laughs) (laughs) this is called cause and effect son (laughs) (laughs) so we'll wrap up with uh some q a and uh some of these things we may have covered but i don't recall um so someone asked uh, thoughts on keyboard and mouse on console? Would you consider it cheating? I wouldn't. I don't think so. No, I think I wouldn't think so either. I'm going to go with no. I mean, it's obviously advantageous, but in my mind, it's really no different than using any type of altered controller, like a scuff or you know anything. I mean, obviously, the scuff was designed originally for drop shotting and you know being able to click the trigger instead of having to press a long throw for the trigger and so i mean that's a huge advantage over someone with a conventional controller so i think it's uh pretty much the same thing just it's an advantage but i wouldn't call it cheating where do i see the o30c in the next two to five years well i hope in five years to have the over 30 clan uh brand solidified and i'm hoping in within that time frame we can schedule some sort of repeat event uh where we all get together you know sort of uh it, where it just grows to such a, a monumental thing where it just becomes our event 
That's that's what I hope happens. That would be awesome. Cross-platform gaming. Thoughts, pros, and cons. Ugh. I don't really have a thought. <laughs> I'm for I it. I think console to console would be good. I don't know about how console to PC would add up. Just because of the... Uh, hot- oh, I'm working here. Just because of higher frame rates, etc. And they have quicker time to react. I think between consoles would be kind of neat. Um, I don't know if it would cause more drama uh, or not. <laughs> but um, I, th- I think it's a long shot that Sony and Microsoft would ever... It, it would require you know, some form of security or uh, you know, openness between the two systems. And I don't really think that either one is willing to, to compromise that. Right. And the PC, I, I think you'd be at a huge disadvantage on a console against a PC player. Just better hardware, like you said. It's going to run smoother, and they have a keyboard and mouse. To go back to that keyboard and mouse question, though, it, it, another a good example is it's no different than using a controller versus a, a steering wheel in a racing game, using keyboard and mouse to a, an FPS shooter. True. Uh, what is the worst game you've ever played? If you say E.T., I'm going to kill you. That's the best game ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Look at my list. I know I have something in here. Um, I played an indie game a while ago that was been within the last year. It was a total soul sucker called Dear Esther. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. Seen it. It's supposed to be some existential experience, but it fucking got on my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell it pissed her off? Just a little bit. I'm not quite certain, though. I'm not offense about it. Well, it's like you. There's like no point. You don't. There's no achievements. There's really no like person to talk to. It's basically like a ghost story within a ghost story, and it was just really. I mean, it was beautifully designed. The graphics were amazing, but it was so lacking in the actual like interaction in the game and the storyline that it just made it not worth it. It was just really at the end you're left sitting there like, what did I just do? Like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> How about you, Nuke? Worst game? I've been trying I'm trying to think. Um Battlefield four and three sixty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well I I, I spent a hundred hours in that so I can't say that was the worst, but that was a terrible experience. Um, first game. I know I had one. Or if you come up with one, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> there was a, a game on Steam called Black Death. And so <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it was like a medieval survival type game, like Rust meets H1Z1, but in medieval times. And it was sort of a mix between like a MMORPG and a survival game. And on paper, it sounded really good. And that game is fucking garbage. I think I literally have like two or three hours played and that was it. It is one of the worst fucking games I've ever played. It was so bad. (laughs) It was early access, but even for early access, it was terrible. The fight mechanics were terrible. There there was nobody on. It it, it made no sense. You know, you're in a forest and you can't just collect wood that you see right in front of you, but you have to find like a certain type of you know, log that's laying somewhere that you can collect wood from. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> I honestly can't think of the worst game I've ever played. I'm sure it's there, I just can't place it. Did you ever come with anything new? No, I don't play a lot of bad ones because I'm, I'm really picky about what I actually buy. Yeah, that's true. You're a 
nitpick a Nancy. <laughs> okay, the next question is, do you think VR will go anywhere? I think it'll always, I think it'll be niche. I just think it'll be a niche product. I think it'll, it'll probably be much better over time, but I think it's going to be a niche deal. Not a bad thing. I'd have to agree. I'm in the same boat. It, it, some of the stuff is cool, and it's getting much cooler. I saw, so my youngest is like obsessed with VR. And he wants it so bad for Christmas. And I'm very, very reluctant to purchase something like that. Obviously, one, for the cost. But two, because some of the games are just... its I mean, it's like the, the when the Wii first came out, right? And you're like, oh, this is cool. But then after a while, it's the same old shit, you know? But I have... I've been doing some research. And there are some really cool things that I haven't seen before. And uh, it's like these new hand controllers for, um, I think it's the Oculus Rift, where it, 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 it's, it's not just like a, a mannequin hand that you would see. Like, it can even tell, like, the position your fingers are in. Like, in the game, you could do, like, thumbs up and flip somebody off and stuff, which I thought was pretty fucking amazing <laughs> with these controllers. But... Um, obviously niche because you know the games are very cartoonish most of them are and you got to have some crazy hardware to be able to run anything better than that but i think it definitely it's going to go somewhere it's new right it's sort of like when 3d was a new thing right in the 70s or 80s <laughs> so it's going to take a while it's gotten way better, but it has a long ways to go. Do you want to chime in at all, Crow? Or uh, uh, I'm not a fan of it personally. It, it, the games I've seen played on it from you know maybe gameplay videos don't give it justice, but I just it's unimpressive to me. And I would rather be able to sit comfortably, like, and not have something on my face. Like, I don't even like wearing my glasses. Let alone having a game <laughs> yeah. console. A five-pound headset attached to the front of your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that just that just sounds that just sounds just totally a uncomfortable. B just unnecessarily bad. Well, well, you really know what that technology is going to be used for in the future, right? It's going to be like oh, yeah. absolutely. It's going to be oh, like yeah. the movie Surrogates. <laughs> Yeah, where you just basically live your life in an alternate reality, doing God knows what. Sadly true. Okay, we got a couple more questions to wrap up here. What is the coolest animal to scale up to the size of a horse? A centaur. <laughs> Did you just assume a centaur's race is an animal? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say a praying mantis. I'd like to see a horse-sized praying mantis. <laughs> that would be terrifying. That would be, <laughs> yeah. the, that would cool, be the most terrifying thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. why I don't like space games, because they used to have, like, 50-foot-tall insects. Yeah, well, I'm going to be billing you for my therapy sessions after that. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't think it was going to have such a negative effect. <laughs> How about you, Raven? Um, Horrifying. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, I didn't say cockroach. <laughs> oh, come on. Really? Wait, okay, scale up to the size of a horse, is that what you said? Yeah. An otter. <laughs> for, I love otters. They're my for favorite. For ten times the Oz. <laughs> 
<laughs> the diabetes because they're so sweet. Oh, okay. How about a koala? I want a horse-sized koala. <gasps> yeah. Yes. <laughs> horse-sized sloth. <laughs> oh, that, that would be cool. It's pretty much me. Nukes <laughs> <laughs> oh a, a human. <laughs> human sloth. <laughs> change your forum title to that. <laughs> Human sloth. Oh my god. Hey, you guys. <laughs> oh my god. Baby roof. Chunk loaf sloth. Hey, you guys. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think we'd have such a, a fun time with that question. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, it, here's a quick one. It's, it's cereal soup. <laughs> what? Yes, it's what? delicious soup. It's cereal soup. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that is a very odd question, and I'm, one uh, that I don't know if I know the answer to. But... Maybe technically, I'm gonna, it's I'm like dessert soup, okay, <laughs> or breakfast soup. Oh, I'm gonna get technical. I want to look up the definition of soup, and it says uh, a substance or mixture perceived to resemble soup in appearance or consistency. So technically, cereal could be soup. True. Well, like a lot of people call the chili they make chili, but it really it's just soup. I didn't think about that. I mean, if you Mind put beans blown. in it, it's just, it's just spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's another one. It talks about I don't have a Facebook account, which is true. What's your opinion on the pervasiveness of social media in in today's society? And do we share too much, or is it fine in moderation? Well, I don't have Facebook either. Uh, neither do I. Um, I do. I haven't. I look at Facebook uh, once a year on my birthday. Um, <laughs> for, all the, <laughs> for all the happy birthdays. <laughs> well, because I start get, I, I, you know, I wake up and there's just a bunch of emails from people saying happy birthday and I appreciate it. It's very nice. But um, social media is the downfall of civilization. It's the worst thing that's ever been created and it will be the death of all of us. I couldn't have said it better myself. I would have to agree. Yeah, I agree. So it's one of those things sort of like communism where on paper it sounds like a good idea, but in practice it's a horrible, horrible thing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, because you know the re- the reason why I stopped using Facebook um, and going on there and looking is because I learned how much I really hate my friends <laughs> and family. Yeah. You you nailed it, dude. You, it, yeah. it, 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 it's what I've said before about YouTubers. It's like if you like a YouTuber, follow them on Twitter or Instagram and watch everything they do. And I guarantee, within a couple of weeks, you will fucking hate that person. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, we just lose. Our, you just think you're anonymous, even with your freaking first and last name and all your personal information. You think you're anonymous, and you just say the most landish bullshit. So, I, I just think it's horrible. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, eh, just feeds into this. Uh, look at me. My opinion matters more than everybody else, and special snowflake. I think it just gives people another reason to be offended. I think it's good in the terms of being able to keep up 
with people that you don't see or long distance, you know, relatives and friends. It's good in that regard in moderation, obviously. But the problem is it never is moderated. It's like um, people, I don't want to generalize everyone, but um, I'm sure obviously the number one pet peeve for most people about social media is they don't need to know every nth degree of everything you're fucking doing (laughs) at that point it's like living with that person (laughs) yes most of these people i don't want to live with yeah and it's uh you know you know we were friends when we only saw each other a couple times a week but uh you know now that i have to have a minute by minute play by play of your life uh, i fucking despise you (laughs) Oh my gosh! Hey everybody, look! I woke up today. Oh, I've got a boner today. Oh, I'm drinking. I mean, I'm eating a bowl of Cheerio soup. Yeah, I'm eating cereal soup. Here's a here's a picture of it. Look at it. <laughs> the, the other part, uh, the number one reason why I don't use Facebook is is not those reasons. It's uh, for security reasons because it, Facebook is explicitly designed to mine and sell your data with the facade that it's a social media platform. And that's the the number one reason why I don't use it. You know, oh, you you looked at something on Amazon? Well, here, you know, let me post to your fucking wall or timeline that you looked at it or tell all the people in your fucking friends list that you're interested in it and they should be interested in it too. Oh, speaking of Amazon, are you going to sign up for Amazon Home or whatever? Where they? Can, oh, yeah, I was going to talk about that too. They could just <laughs> you give them permission just to come in and, yeah. hey, here's a camera that's going to be on inside your home 24-7. Um, so the premise, yeah, that, let's do that. Yeah, so the premise is um, the that so there i can speak from experience since my wife is a mail carrier but you know a lot of people order stuff and they work during the day and it's delivered during times that they're not home and depending obviously especially in a more urban area you know you don't want to leave expensive packages on the porch or out in the open in the elements so uh amazon is sort of beta testing this idea they'll give you a it's like a camera and like a uh, wireless lock sort of you know like schlag makes these things and so does um ring where you can have a deadbolt that uses yeah, like, we have z- one. yeah zigbee or something and it attaches to a mm-hmm. router and then you can open and close it with an app or whatever and so then the idea is the delivery person would have to the, all the packages are tracked and then they would put in a delivery code a special delivery code to say that they're at the premises and then that turns on the camera and then that allows them to unlock the door and then set the package in and then you know close and leave terrible idea in my opinion. First of all, I'm blown away that Amazon would even think of such a thing just on the basis of liability alone. Because how many people have animals? And, you know, what if Angry Dog or what if it's just an, uh, an animal that gets out and they're going to be responsible for that? I don't know. I think uh, if you want your shit, be home to get it. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm at home all the time. And when I, and I order stuff off of Amazon, probably three or four times a month and sons of bitches they just come up hit the door once and drop it on the on the ground yeah yeah every time yeah there's many times that um so the reason behind that is 
insider knowledge <clears throat> is obviously they have way too many packages to deliver. So um, package delivery far exceeds mail delivery right now. And it's getting so bad that the post office can't keep up with their current model because they have to deliver the, the normal set of mail, then they have to deliver basically the same amount of packages than, say, like UPS or FedEx would deliver. And it, and they don't drive in big fucking box vans to do it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> let, let's be real. 90% of the mail that you get are bullshit flyers and coupon books and just trash. It sure is. So let's just... Let's just do away with that crap. Yeah, it's such a waste. Uh, you know, there's nothing in the mail, really, that about 1% of anything that I really care about. Uh, everything else is, you know, digital, email, whatever. I haven't checked my mail in three weeks. <laughs> have you gone outside <laughs> in three weeks, Duke? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, just check it. <laughs> yes, I have. We never know. You got to ask these I things. Had I had to. I had to get Cheetos and Red Bull and Monster and <laughs> Doritos. Now you can order those Ruffles. from Amazon. Yeah, you can order from Amazon now. Yeah, that that's just. I don't know. I just feel bad. I can't be. I can't get everything. Although I do want to get everything, I just can't do. It. So we've had uh, this question before. Is that how, how do you think, uh, or do you think it's a good idea to hop on uh, the new console bandwagon, like the Xbox One X or the PlayStation Pro? And I'm gonna have to say I'm I'm changing my opinion on this because before I was gonna say it didn't matter much. But um, as of recently, with like Battlefield 1 and 2K, I'm seeing these games not run very good on the current hardware. And I'm seeing them play exceptionally smoother on the newer hardware. So I think that he, you might as well go ahead and pull the trigger if, if it's something you're interested in, playing on that platform. Uh, and then you can either keep the old one as a backup if you got kids or whatever, or family that want to play together. Otherwise, trade it in, sell it outright, and, and just get the latest and greatest. I've I've really been on the fence about buying a PlayStation Pro lately. Uh, I, I just have other obligations. Otherwise, I would. <laughs> but it, it, it's on, it's on my wish list. Uh, I'm definitely considering it. Thoughts, Raven Crow? I don't like change very much. <laughs> I am resistant to change, so I... Did anybody ask you? I think so. <laughs> you said both our names. No, I just... I have... <laughs> You're going to get stabbed in the throat, son. I know, right? <laughs> um, I have, you know, my games that I have digitally for my PS4, and it's just... It's like an old friend. It's just comfortable, and it doesn't judge me for anything. And, yes, I... I like my PS4, so I might eventually go to a new console, but unless there's, like, all kinds of new bells and whistles, I don't think it would be really worth it. To m That's just my opinion, though. But what if you had a game that you loved, and it just played like garbage? I would probably... I don't know. It's just, don't it sounds know. like you just don't have the need for it right now, which, obviously, well, it's a need versus want thing, right? Well, yeah, and, I mean... No, I don't need anything. I really don't need the PlayStation that I have, but it's just something that, I mean, like, why we're all here. It's a source of relaxation. It's, you know, but we all have our own lives. Like, for me and Crow, we're totally 
capable of having the things that we have now, but of course, do I want new things? Yeah, but it's not a need, you know. The demand is not high enough to constitute no, the purchase no. right now. Right, yeah. right. I mean, unless they started coming out with, I mean, absolutely new games that I just had to play that were on, you know, the new the new systems, I would consider <clears> it <throat> as maybe like dropping for Christmas, like, hey guys, you know, this is something I want, Amazon cards, cash, whatever, and do it that way. Make somebody else buy it for me. <laughs> yeah. so, just saying. I think, uh, like I said, my opinion's changed on the, the matter. I think with games like 2K, it's lack of solid development that requires additional horsepower, but since the manufacturers are coming out with new hardware, and Obviously, an incentive to buy new hardware would be to have games that run better on it. So I think we may start to see that angle. Uh, you know, they'll either make the game require more horsepower for greater visuals and playability, or they'll just <laughs> make it run like shit on the old platform so they can sell new <laughs> hardware. <laughs> Not putting any, anything past anybody. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing was sort of what we had touched on earlier about um, would you rather pay m- more than the standard price, fifty nine ninety nine for a AAA title and not have microtransactions uh, and then to have a complete game at launch or continue with platform that we have now, you know, paying $60 and then, <clears throat> excuse me, having DLC and... Season passes, etc. And a related question: Would it be better to have herpes or Ebola? <laughs> I I think this is to go off Crow's point earlier. There is no way I would trust a a seventy five or eighty dollar plus game out of the box. There is no way I would pre order a game like that. If I were to pay eighty dollars and be like one and done and have all of the content plus future content. I'm going to wait and see what the reviews are of that game before I pull pull the trigger on it. Because there's just obviously more risk there with the purchase. I think there is, there's, I hate to say it, but there are some advantages to the current model, you know, paying 60 and sort of getting a taste for it. And then, you know, if it's obviously something you like, then you can invest more money and get more content. However, it's obvious some developers take advantage of that model and then they give you less on purpose in order to actually give you the normal full amount for additional cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's my problem. I don't want to sit here and pay that much money and then end up hating it. Yeah, especially that, ugh, that with those return policies like we talked about. There's no way. I don't, yeah. think, I, I don't think the model would work um, because these stores don't want the returns. And obviously, Sony don't want the returns, so you're. It's definitely the best practice right now is to either rent the game before you buy, or wait it out for the release. Um, and they're sort of sticking you now. So I would normally I would say play the beta and see what you thought, but now they're making you pre-order in order to play the beta, which is sort of counterintuitive. <laughs> So, uh, um, I can say I wasn't a huge fan of pre-ordering, but, you know, there were some games that I was just so confident that I was going to love and play for a while, like Forza 7, that 
Mm-hmm. Yo, if my mind is completely changed, I, I will never pre-order a game again. There is just no way in hell. I, I don't care what you're giving me free. I'm just not going to take that risk anymore. You know, I will wait it out and see what happens. I'm inclined to deal with you there. Or, uh, agree with you. Words. You don't want to deal with me. Deal with him. You, I yeah, don't want to do with you no more. Any roundtable? Things to wrap up? Anything? Or are we done? Oh, uh, I think there is one thing. Uh, Tunes and I were talking about this today. Yeah, and I'll put a post up. Is he moving away or something? Or No, he's No, sitting... I'm oh. sitting right here. Huh. I have the worst connection to this Discord crap. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, uh, we discussed this a few months ago about the potential of doing a game exchange solid physical copies of games amongst people. I'm going to revisit that. If you guys have any ideas about if you're really wanting that to happen or not, please let me know. Teams and I were talking about today as potential for exchanging some of these newer games that we may blast through and then just end up sitting there and you're not going to get anything back from GameStop. So PlayStation side, Xbox side, if you guys are interested, let us know. We're going to try to, Teams and I are going to hash out some details and maybe draw up something and present it to y'all. So if you have anything, let us know. We've um, we visited that briefly before, and there definitely mm-hmm. seemed to be some interest in it. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, there was obviously some logistics that had to be worked out, but I'm thinking probably just, like, keep a Google Doc of all the games yeah. you have. And then, yeah, that's what... And then people can just look through it, and then it will work with each other for an exchange. Because, oh. like yep. you said, you're certainly not going to get shit from GameStop. <laughs> No. Uh, I clicked off again, I think. And then it'll entice people to buy physical copies more. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up with that. And we're closing in on almost two hours. And after I edit it down, we'll be right in the ballpark. So I'd like to thank my hosts again Raven Mosk, Converted Crow, Nuclear Coog. I'm Black Death. And this has been the 30 and 60 Over 30 Clan Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you.